Welcome everyone to Scaling with People podcast. I'm excited to have Chris Pichet with me today. He is a computer scientist and technology entrepreneur born and raised in Canada. He's an expert in distribution networking, scalable video and computer vision technologies. Chris has developed technologies and products including AT&T TV, Blackberry Video, Polycom Video and STUN slash churn slash ice. I'll have to learn more about that. He also has been awarded Best of Internet World, Canada's Top Young Leader, and Top 40 Under 40. Chris is now the founder of Smarter AI, the leader in AI cameras and enablement software. Well, welcome, Chris. Excited to have you on the call today. And really in regards to learning from you, what your experience has been in building your company, Smarter AI. Thanks for having me, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, uh, how big is your company right now? So our company uh, is about 60 people. Um, most, you know, we're, we're still fairly early stage, so mostly engineers, sort of 45 to 50 uh, engineers, and then uh, a few marketers and a few uh, administrative people. Excellent. And how long have you been in the business? When did you create your company? Uh, it started about four years ago. And we started with, uh, you know, with a very simple idea. And the idea was that thanks to certain enabling technologies, we would see a transformation in cameras and a disruption of the camera market. And so the basic idea is uh, there are millions and millions of cameras, security cameras, all kinds of cameras uh, all over the world. And these cameras are just doing two things. They're either displaying the video on a screen for people to watch or not watch, or they're recording the video on a disc until eventually it gets deleted. <laughs> and you know, in either case, there's a lot of useful information in the video, but it's not getting analyzed and so it's, you know, it's not being used. And so the idea that we started with was that thanks to a couple of enabling technologies, namely, um, AI models and AI accelerators, it would be possible or feasible um, to make uh, AI cameras. So in other words, instead of just recording the, the video on a disc or displaying it on a screen, with AI cameras, the cameras themselves can understand what's happening around them. And they wow. can tell us when there's something important or something um, you know, interesting that we might want to take a look at or might want to initiate an action. So we started uh, Smarter AI to build a software platform to enable all of these AI cameras. That's great. And so while building your business, obviously you have to bring on people. You said you have 50, 60 people, mostly engineers, the toughest roles to fill right now in the economy. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, I do. I help my clients find them all the time. It's been a challenge for sure. And so when you're going out and looking and, and building and growing your company through people, what do you find is the most important thing to focus on in regards to getting started? Uh, well, for me, it's all, you know, it's, it always starts with the mission. So when, uh, when building a, a you know, high performance, high technology team, you know, we're looking for people with two characteristics. We're looking for people with the aptitude, so the right, right knowledge and the right skills, 
but we're also looking for people with the right attitude, people that want to make things happen. And what I found uh, over the years is these, these kinds of people are invariably attracted to the mission. So if you can, if you can identify um, you know, sort of that North Star for your, for your company, that's going to help you to attract the kind of people that can help you to actually get there. I so agree. I was just talking to another individual about this in regards to how people, it's human nature to want to connect. And it could be connecting on so many different levels, but from a business perspective, it's connecting on the mission, the purpose of this business and what are we doing together to make that actually happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how has that been in regards to, I mean, we, we talk about it's really tough, especially on the engineering front. When you have conversations with people, is that something where you feel that is your winning argument and why someone decides to join your company? I don't think that's the winning argument. I think that's the, that's the opening statement. I think okay. that's the initial attractor. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, um, the winning argument is, is, is probably... Um, in hip hop, you've got the expression real knows real. In our business, our version of that is A players attract other A players. And so once, you know, once, once somebody is attracted by the mission, you know, the next thing that they're going to look at is, okay, who else, you know, who else is on this team? Who am I going to be, uh, you know, who am I going to be working with? And so uh, it's important uh, or I found that it's important as you're building uh, your team to be very disciplined about your hiring decisions. And sometimes it can be tempting to take a, you know, take a bit of a shortcut. Um, but in the long run, the more disciplined you are about the hiring, the more successful you're going to be in terms of uh, uh, team building. I so appreciate you saying that because there's so many times where I'm, I get the like, we just need butts and seats. And it's like, no, no, that's not what you need because in the long run, you're going to have challenges. You're going to have performance issues. You're going to have people who are not aligned with who you are as a company, not only your mission, but your vision and values. And so I, I think that is such a wise statement. That I hope everyone on this call is listening to and hearing that take that time to find the right person. It's not just about the skill set; It's the right person for your organization. And, you know, a lot of people say culture fit. I think it's culture enhancement. I love thinking about it more of like, how can this person improve our culture, not just be another stereotypical person that fits the culture? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, one of the questions, one of the last questions that I always ask myself before I make the decision about whether to, you know, to extend a job offer or not, is I ask myself, if I hire this person, then the next person that I want to hire uh, you know, is this first person going to sort of increase the likelihood that the next person is going to want to join? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, I go ahead and make the offer. And if the answer is not yes, then I take a pass. Wow. That is a good question. Very thought provoking too. So you're at the point now where you kind of like you're feeding off of that, but let's step back a couple of years or maybe one in regards to when you started building out your company, when you hired that first employee, your number one, your number two, 
what was that like for you? What, how was that in that regard to your experience? Um, well, you know, for, for me, I think, uh, you know, like, like all founders, um, like all people, you know, we have, we have strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, I think for me, one of my strengths is that I can do most of the jobs in a, in a software company or in a technology company. I can, you know, I can do the design, I can do the development, I can do the marketing, I can do the selling, I can do a little bit of everything. And so, um, you know, I still remember, you know, four years ago when I started, um, I was sitting for the first month or two, I was sitting by myself in an office that was probably, I don't know, two or 300 square feet. And <laughs> I was doing exactly that. I was doing yeah. the design and the development and the marketing and the selling. And then as I started to build the team, you know, what, one of the criteria was, and still is, you know, I'm looking for people that can do whatever it is that you do, you have to be able to do it a little bit better than me. And if you can do it a little bit better than me, then, you know, that's, that's an improvement for, you know, for the team and for the company. So um, back in the, in the early days when we were doing the first few hires, I was just basically looking for people that could do a better job of, uh, you know, developing or marketing the software than I could. I love it. That's so great. And, and you know, it is, it's challenging, especially as a founder and, and someone with your experience and knowledge uh, to be able to say, okay, I need to let this go and let someone else own it. And not maybe, and doing it better, yes, but maybe in the sense of doing it better because they focused on it 100%. Whereas you are focused on everything, this person can focus on one thing. How did you decide who was going to be your first hire? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I was I was fortunate that um, uh, this is uh, this is I think the third uh, software company that I've founded, and so I was able to uh, you know call in some favors, uh, you know, from some people that. Uh, had worked for me in uh, in previous companies, and so the first I think the first two hires, um, one was an engineer who had worked for me previously, um, and another was uh, um, uh, an office manager who had worked who had worked for me previously. So you kind of already had that built up because a lot of the people I interact with, um, you know, they get to that point of like, mm, it's time for me to make my first hire. And I'm not sure how to figure out who that should be, right? Like I've had conversations with CEOs where it's like, should it be an operations? Should it be more marketing? And I've always kind of coached them as like, what is the thing that you're working on that you don't enjoy doing? And, or that you feel like, Oof, I, like I'm scrounging to make this work, but it's not really my forte. It's not my expertise. And that's kind of like, that's your first role. That's how I've always taking it. Is yeah. that, do you see it that way or do you see it? Yeah, I think, I, I think, I, I think I do. I, I, I use slightly different words, but I think to describe the same thing, when, when I'm hiring people, it's exactly like you said, I'm either looking for somebody that can do something really important and really valuable for my company and do it as, as well as anybody in the world, or I'm looking for somebody that can take something off of my plate. And so I'll, I can, you know, I can focus a little bit more on something that um, is maybe more mission critical or, 
you know, uh, where, you know, my, my skill set can, can uh, help the company more. So kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation, you were talking about it's really it's building a mission-oriented team. So tell me a little bit about how you did that for your company. Uh, well, you know, it was um, it really you know it really wasn't that uh, it really wasn't that difficult for for a smarter AI. So <clears throat> we make a software platform for AI cameras. The first uh, market that we're focusing on with our cameras is the transportation market, so vehicle cameras. And, you know, there's something really, um, um, I don't know, in one level interesting and on another level deeply concerning uh, going on on our roads these days. So if you or I or one of our friends, uh, you know, was going out, you know, for dinner, maybe have a couple of drinks after dinner. Of course, all of us would do the responsible thing. We'd get a designated driver. We'd call an Uber or a taxi, whatever it is. We would all make arrangements because that's just the responsible thing to do. Yep. And what a lot of people, um, I, I think a lot of people are vaguely aware of it, but, but there's not, a, a, not enough attention on it. Complacent and distracted driving, mm. mainly people, you know, driving around with their head buried in their phone, now kills just as many people as impaired driving. Wow. So in terms of scale, it's 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 basically identical to impaired driving now. And this the same people, you and me, probably a lot, a lot of people we know, the same people that would absolutely um, take steps to, to, to drink responsibly so as to not drink and drive and endanger ourselves, our friends, our families, the other people on the roads. The exact same people think absolutely nothing of you know, barreling through a school zone uh, you know, with their, their head buried in their phone, right? Mm. And so anyway, getting back to the to the mission, our mission at Smarter AI is to make our roads safer. We want zero fatalities on on the roads, and then that's something that we can accomplish with our with our vehicle cameras. So that's our that. mission: make make the roads uh, safe. Um, and that's something that um, you know that's something that resonates with everyone. Whether you're mm -hmm. you know somebody who may be guilty of doing this from time to time. Um, you know, whether you're somebody who, um, you know, is driving on the roads and you don't want to be the victim of, uh, you know, a, a collision or whether you're just, you know, a parent and, you know, your kids are, you know, walking down the sidewalk or riding their bicycle or whatever it may be. And, you, you know, we all want, we all want the roads to be safe. Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, like, I, I totally appreciate that point of view and, and, I connect to that vision too. Like who doesn't want to connect to the vision of making things safer for people and keeping people you know, alive and healthy and thriving. And, and I, I, I'll, I'll call out one of the things I definitely appreciate in Apple and probably other phones do this too, is the do not disturb. It connects to the Bluetooth. It knows when I'm in the car and I don't even hear the phone at all. It doesn't even come out. 
anymore. Um, but for those that don't use that or still get distracted by that, what great technology to be able to make the road safer. So in regards to designing that and then um, really creating a team around that, do you, how do you, once the person's hired, right, and you bring them on board and now they're working in the day-to-day -day things and, you know, maybe it's six months down the road, how do you continue to incorporate that same mentality of mission-oriented team with your current employee population? So one thing that, um, that I've found, uh, you know, goes a long way, you know, little, little goes a long way is um, just acknowledgement and appreciation. So when somebody, you know, uh, goes above and beyond when uh, maybe we as a team reach a milestone, just, uh, you know, acknowledging and, and, and appreciating uh, the people that made that happen is something that, um, um, you know, in my experience, helps keep keep the team energized and keep uh, keep things moving along. And I got one last question for you. So sometimes I do encounter uh, opposite CEOs from your point of view here in regards. Ah, eh, you know, this is all HR hoiky doiky. You know, why do I need a mission? Why do I need vision and values? What would you say to someone that is in that mindset today? Um. You know, I, I would say that uh, people are capable of great, you know, great things, great accomplishments. And, you know, I, I would say that if, if, so, if somebody doesn't realize that, and if somebody doesn't take steps to unlock and you know, enable or empower or encourage uh, people to, to do that, then, you know, they, they probably should, you know, they probably shouldn't be leading a team. And if they aren't <laughs> leading a team, they're leaving a lot on the table and they should really, you know, they should really, uh, um, you know, think about how to, um, you know, create, how to create the right environment for, <clears throat> for their, for their, people. Well, thanks, Chris. I, I appreciate that answer. Anything else you want to share on the topic or just in general, your experience for those that are going through similar growth and building their company up? Again, just, you know, for me, the three things that, uh, um, that have worked for me is smarter AI and that I've, you know, learned over the years. And, uh, and, uh, you know, if I can, if I can pass this on to somebody who might be watching or listening, you know, the three things. Number one, it starts with the mission. Number two, A players attract other A players. And number three, um, a little bit of appreciation goes a long way. Those are such great points. I hope everyone takes note of them all and, and implements them right away if they're not already doing that. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. I appreciate it. And thanks everyone for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for having me.